you know, people tell you a lot of stories, but when somebody tells you the truth, the truth sounds different. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Today, I'm warning you, it's going to be short but sweet, because we've really got to go back in and do some training. But I'm actually quite in shock at the moment. This is actually, I was going to say a young man that I've admired for quite some time now, especially his, <laughs> his, his YouTube stuff, by the way, which is awesome. Oh, I'll you. give you this. But I had no idea. I thought I was actually, I was thinking this is a guy who's like in his mid-20s. Uh, it's the one and only Guru Kent Nelson. And if you haven't checked this guy out on YouTube, do. But I was in deep shock because you're telling me you, you, you're 39. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be 39 in about a month. Yeah. And the beard is obviously because, you know, you've got this Benjamin Button thing going on, right? <laughs> I hide I hide all the wrinkles under the beard. Really? I don't <laughs> believe it. I don't believe it for a second. So, first of all, tell us, where are you based? Uh, I'm out of Lansing, Michigan. And when and how and why did you get into martial arts? There you got three there. Wow, when and wow. Oh, okay, well, uh, when I was probably, uh, I think I officially started training when I was seven years old. I was exposed to it when I was five. Um, you know, just kung fu movies, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, didn't know what I was looking at. I just thought that's pretty cool. Um, I got enrolled into like a like a parks and recreation taekwondo program yeah. when I was seven years old. Um, and I did it because I thought it looked cool. You know, I was a kid. Yeah. And then as I got older, I got I moved from Taekwondo into like traditional Okinawan and uh, Japanese martial arts. Um, from there, it, it, it branched out uh, into the Filipino and Chinese and Thai arts and Brazilian arts. And I and I you know I think um, I'm kind of probably beyond the point where I'm able to defend myself. And now I, I see the the arts for so much more than than just that ability. I think most people get into it to be able to defend themselves or get in shape. But for me, it's being able to meet awesome people like yourself. Thank you very much. Um, it's being Ditto. able to, it's being able to train with great people like we're doing today. Yeah. Um, and uh, to keep the body moving, I try to tell my students that um, you know because uh, they all uh, people sometimes comment about how young I I look, and I yeah. you know half of that's good genes, obviously. But I also tell them, you know, you got to treat your body kind of like a kind of like a car, right? If you uh, got to keep your maintenance going, but if you drive a car 100 miles an hour every single day, you're gonna burn that car out and it won't work right. And if yeah. you if you leave that car in the garage for 20 years and never start it, when you go to start to turn that key, it's not gonna start up either. But if you drive it every day, treat it well, keep it well maintenance, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get good performance out of that vehicle and and when you need it, when you need it, and, and it'll get you, it'll get way. you. And it will get you around day to day. That's right. And martial arts is one of the best ways to be able to do that because especially with like what we do, it's it's so versatile. You can go in so many different directions. I can train when I'm injured. I can train when I'm tired. I can train when I'm feeling good because there's so many facets to what we do. Literally, this is one thing I love about doing these podcasts is because you get to speak to interesting people. You get their different perspective. And then every now and again, they'll say something and you just go, that's how I feel, but I've never, ever been able to phrase it like that. It it becomes it becomes way more than that because I but but that changes too right so, you know, like okay I'm beyond the ability to defend myself but you know Guru Dan always tells us that every every five years our bodies are different right yeah. and even Sifu Fei to uh, today meant or mentioned yesterday about how the trapping he feels becomes more important as you get older because 
Um, yeah, I'm beyond the ability where I'm able to defend myself with the body that I have now. Yeah. Now, the body I have 10 years from now, I might need to call upon a different set of skills to be able to use to defend myself. You might be able to defend yourself. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're out there and you're listening and you're, you're a 20-year-old kickboxer. Or yeah. maybe you're a 20 year old, uh, you know, jujitsu tournament competitor, and you are able to definitely defend yourself. But when you're a 40 year old, you know, are you going to be able to use the techniques that you functionalize as a 20 year old? And I think that that's why we need to to branch out into broader skill sets and and, and play with all these different arts on a long term basis, because the ability to defend ourselves just means the ability to defend ourselves right now with who we are in the moment. But that will yeah. change as we age. I've tried and failed recently to try and, you know, I'm still loving the jujitsu, still loving the CSW, but I'm noticing, you know, this, this shot <laughs> is still there, but I'm noticing there's stuff that I just can't do. And that as that kills me because I really try and say that I have no ego, but I do because ego is what drove me into this art. We and, all do. Yeah. And then we, we spend the rest of our lives pretending to try and, compress that and try and maybe get rid of it and you can't because if you want to be a winner you have to have a bit well, of it just simply if you've made the decision that i'm going to fight the aging process that that's an ego-based decision as well it is indeed you know you you're trying you're trying to beat you're, you're trying to hold off as long as you can age taking a toll on you and some people are doing a great job of it there is no such thing as as no ego but i think there's um there's healthy direction of your ego I'm going to dial it back a little bit because it's literally just in case I forget. Our mutual friend, Josh Siddiqui, Sid told me he was speaking to you yesterday and you had quite a famous teacher. It was one of your first ever teachers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've got, I've got to get you to say this, Max. This is so cool. Are you, are you, so you must be talking about Tadashi Yamashita? Yes. Yeah, I, I, spent, uh, I spent about 15 years training um, Sukendo with Tashi Mashta um, through so through seminars like when he come to Michigan, I follow him around. I go out to California and train with him. I've actually had the opportunity to stay with him in his home for a short time and train with him. Please tell me um, that he lived he lives in a temple on the top of a hill. Like he's a real. You know ninja, what? If that's right? what you need to believe, uh, <laughs> give me um, what I want. So his his uh, his home dojo is extremely small. You can only fit about three people in there. Um, and uh, it was it's actually funny. My training partner Mike Thu. Uh, and I went out to California, uh, and we had already, I had been out there a few times to train with him at his home already, and we had actually already checked into our hotel, and we were out there for a week for this time to, to spend the time with him. And we had checked into our hotel, we are all set up, and I, I called uh, Sensei Mashta and said, just let him know, hey, we're here, what time do you want to get rolling today or tomorrow? And he says, oh yeah, you come over here, you stay with me. I was wow. like, oh. So we checked out of our hotel room and gathered our stuff back up. Uh, and how, did, how, did, how did you get hooked up with him? <laughs> um, Movies or what? You know, it was funny. Actually, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know that he was in the octagon with Chuck Norris. I didn't know he was the the, the villain in, in uh, American Ninja. I didn't know any of that until after the fact. So I, um, uh, I was teaching uh, out of a martial arts school when I was... Uh, maybe 17 helping the guy out there and I learned some stuff myself and and um, one of my students uh, his uncle his name was Mike Hurl and right. and he came up to me and he said uh, he says you know you're a, you're a really good um, technician and at the time I was I was I didn't even understand what he meant you know yeah. I was just doing what I do yeah. he says you're a really good technician um, have you ever heard of uh, Tadashi Yamashita in which he prefers the term Yamashita yeah. you know I said, I'm like uh, no and he says well why don't, you, why don't you come over to my house tomorrow night I want to show you something and I'm thinking okay 
sure. I'm dumb. I'll yeah. Say, you know, I'm a dumb kid. I don't even know this guy. So I go over there, and he put in a videotape of Yamashita Sensei doing uh, the art that he refers to as Sukendo. And it's like, you know, people tell you a lot of stories, but when somebody tells you the truth, the truth sounds different. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm, that's the truth. Yeah. And when, you don't hear it very often. Right. And when I saw that, when I saw him on that video, and I saw the way he moved and the fluidity and the power, I knew that was truth in comparison to everything I had been training up to th- at that point. Yeah. Right? And I knew there's there's truth there. There's something different there. So I spent uh, about five years training with Mike. Mike was one of his top people here in Michigan. I spent about five years training with Mike, trying to get things down. And then uh, I contacted uh, Yamashita Sensei's top student, in, top student in Michigan, who still is actually. His name is uh, Sensei David Hayes. Right. And he gave me uh, Yamashita's contact information in 1999. I flew out there and trained with him for the first time, and just continued to do seminars and stuff like that. Well, you um, see, it's so it's so cool you say this because Eric Paulson was in American Ninja Three, I think it was, and he was the only yeah. blonde. He was the only blonde-haired, blue-eyed Scandinavian-looking uh, <laughs> guy. But he got a really bad injury fighting him on screen. And Tadashi Yamashita fixed him. He goes, you broke him. And then he said, what's the matter with you? And then he goes, come here. And Eric was like, no idea what this guy did. But he was like, he, it, it, was, it was what you want to hear. That, you know? Yeah, that moment of like, uh, this is truth. Yeah. Um, I got that first from Yamashita Sensei. Right. But, but I got that again when I when I met um, Taiko Oyata, I met I got that again when I met Guru Dan and Asanto. I got that again when I met Sifu Rick Fay. I got yeah. that I got that again when uh, when I got to got to meet uh, Jinjat Machado. I got that again under my my current Brazilian Jiu Jitsu teacher, uh, uh, Professor Chet Skemahorn. Um, you know, like, and that's what I look for. I look for those people that that you know because there's a lot of people that have a lot of good stuff out there. But there's that. I always look for that little inner voice that says, "This is truth. This guy's got a piece of the pie. Nobody has everything. Yeah. But this guy's got a piece of the pie. You know, this guy's yeah. got a topping that I'm looking for on my pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I want everything. I don't yeah. want the stuffed crust too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, what's your daily training regime now? What would you do? Oh man. So you know, I, I run and operate a school full time. I run KSK Martial Arts, uh, and so. I have certain days where I get to do like regular training. I mean, I obviously there's the day-to-day school stuff, yeah. but, uh, twice a week I have a personal trainer that, that helps me out with like weight training resistance and stuff like that. And usually works me out on the focus mitts and he's also a former wrestler. And so he'll put me through some cool. wrestling drills just to keep the body moving. You know, yeah. um, he used to be one of my trapping students and my college students. So, wow. yeah. So, uh, so we still are able to go through that material if I can, once a month, I try to get out to see uh, Professor Chet uh, about once a week, roughly. I take a private Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu lesson from uh, Matt Linsmeyer from Magic Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in East Lansing, Michigan. Right. Um, we have a good relationship between our schools. There's no like, oh, we got to stay away from each other. Yeah. We, actually, we get together. We roll once or twice a week, Fridays and Sundays. Um, and honestly, a big part of my training, uh, I try to take my advanced group of students and and start to inject stuff that I need to work too. Cause I, you know, the, once you build a foundation with good people, yeah, you know, then you can say, you know, like my training partner I brought here today, Guru Larry Mouton. Yeah. Um, he's invaluable to my own training. Yeah. 
you know. And then I try to see, you know, Guru Dan um, three times a year if possible, usually in Michigan, usually in Indiana. I try to get out to the instructor camp in California, yeah. um, doing things like this here and, and, and getting in those reps. If you look around at, like, a lot of seminars, you see a lot of people standing around talking. Yeah. And look over at me. I'm trying to get my reps in. Yeah, yeah you've got, you got to. It's like... You know, I gave up teaching karate again, and I was just like, I just loved it. When I hit about 30, 31, 32, I was like, no more teaching. I'm just going to do karate and JKD. And yeah, and I still love being a student. And then I was like, man, I just need to do more training. And I said to my, my partner, my business partner, Al Pizan, I was like, we need to get more guys in. He went, what? And I went, I haven't got any really good training partners apart from you. We're just gonna have to create these guys because they're not they're not here. Yep. So we did that, and then the next thing you know, that's why my classes are, are like they are because it's like turn around and go, God, some of these guys are they're really hammering me now. So of course <laughs> I have to work out and find out where it goes. So you know, your youthful looks do belie your age now, but you're still a young guy. You know, where do you see your martial arts going? Oh man, uh, you know. So I'll answer the question, but I'm going to tell you that it's probably not going to go in that direction because it always has veered off somewhere different for me. Yes. Um, I uh, I love Balintawak. I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I, 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 I've, I've always loved trapping. Uh, you know, Guru Dan and, and Sifu Fei have always been good at uh, getting my enthusiasm up about it, but I get super excited when I see Sifu Francis. You know, yeah. I actually get to train with him next weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for really? that. Really? Did yeah. you see my interview with him? I did. Yeah, I did, did you enjoy it? Uh, I loved it. He, I loved he's it. such a cool guy, isn't he? And uh, uh, I think in two weeks I get to go train for the first time with uh, with Mal Morney. I'm excited oh, for that. Oh wow, Mal you know? something so, else. So for so for me, you know, where's it gonna go? I don't know. I'm 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 gonna stay on the road eventually. I really would like to get to get to a, a black belt level in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, I we um, right, and and it's not about obtaining the belt it's 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 about being at that level and if i'm at that level then anytime you're at a level that 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 should not you know the rank should automatically come with it and, and rank is an interesting subject because i go back and forth with people about it i went through a period where rank was important and i went through about a 15 year period where i could like i didn't do any ranks at all it didn't matter to me whatsoever and then i went through another period in life when i had less time ranks became more important because they became indicators if i was training properly yes you know when i was when you're young you 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 want the belt the belt means you're cool you know and then when you get uh kind of beyond that like in your in your 20s maybe and and you're like Oh, you know what? Forget the belt. You get into the JKD and Kali group. Enjoy the process. Yeah, 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 people are just like, oh, I'm t-shirts and shorts and nothing matters. And you get into the CSW, you know, and, and, and it's just, you know, we're training in rash guards and, and, and there's no ranks and it doesn't matter. And then when I got into um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, specifically Gracie Jiu-Jitsu at that time under uh, B.A. Brat, um, and that was in 2010. And at that time, all of a sudden I discovered having a having a, a a curriculum where you had to gain a rank was important to me for a different reason because i at that point in time i had i was already in my 30s my early 30s and i had very very little time and yes. so therefore what time i could develop towards my training had to be very focused and had to had to be going somewhere not just kind of doing what i felt that's like exactly doing. that's that's maybe what you just said yeah and, and right and that's where i think that the rank process the belt system is important because it gives me an indication that i'm on the right path if i'm still a blue belt in 10 years well then maybe i'm not doing something right with my training exactly I, you, you know, know i'm having that i'm having this right now at the moment 
yeah, I, I'm looking at it and I'm sitting on three stripes on my blue belt. Yeah, and I've won the British Open. Uh, but my game hasn't improved. You know, I won the British Open at blue belt and at white belt. And I'm like, but my game hasn't, my game hasn't changed. And uh, I, you know, selfishly, I was a little bit, man, I'm not moving. I'm not going as quick as I want. And then I'm thinking, I'm not putting enough time in. And I'm picking sparring classes instead of going drilling. You know, I'm making all the mistakes I made in Thai boxing, which was, <laughs> you know, uh, I just enjoy the process. Is, it, now, is it your mis- are they your mistakes or is that just mixed journey? That's how he learns. Ah, yeah. You see what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're seeing something that repeats itself, because now, like, you, you do fairly well in Thai boxing, yes? Yes, sir. All right. So that means you, if that's your journey, you will you will be doing fairly well in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Then you're just at a different stage of it. My wife always laughs because she said, you know, I'll go out and... You know, we're going shopping, so we're like in like B and Q or the Home Depot or somewhere. And one, I'll bump into one of my students, and they'll be, "Guru, how are you?" And they do the Y crew, and then my wife will start giggling, and she'll be in the car, "Oh, Guru, ooh, crew, oh, sensei, ooh, coach," like that. And I said to her, "I said, listen, you know, none of those titles mean anything to me." And she said, uh, "What is it you say about Brazilian jiu-jitsu?" And I'm like. I get my black belt. You're calling me professor. You don't even call me Mick anymore because that will be the one because that is the indication right now, right now, especially it's a very, the jujitsu is a very good barometer on a physical level. And if you're at a great school on every other level, because you will be mentally tougher. Yeah. Physically in better shape. Yep. And your resilience will be second to none. I, f- I found myself... If you're training it right. Exactly. You can, you can get just as hurt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as you can in Thai boxing if you're training it wrong. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then you have to understand it's the quality of your training parts. Yes. It's yes. when am I going hard? When am I going soft? Does my, ego, does my ego allow me to avoid that guy on the mat? Not because he can beat me, it's because that guy's just too dangerous to roll with. Sure. And, uh, you know, and that's, I think that's one of the th- great things it, it brought to the JKD community because there's, a, yeah, and there's still guys who, who just haven't embraced it. And you know what? More power to them, I say. If that's what they are, again, that's their journey. Yeah. You know, if that's what they want to do, and if they're not on the front line, then they don't need it. You know, bringing it back to what you said initially. We are beyond the point. If you can jab, cross, hook, cross, bob and weave, cross, hook, cross, and do two now takes, you are probably 10 times more effective than the average guy on the street. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. So, you know, we need to find something more. And uh, I think that's now starting to come more and more in martial arts where guys our age, we don't need to be ready to fight John Jones. That's the one thing that, that, you know, <laughs> if you, you, you know, it's like, what's, it's about what's your arena. Exactly. You know, and, and I see people and, you know, I catch myself with this too, by the way, right. you know, thinking like you're watching the MMA guys and watching the wrestlers and trying to think, Oh, oh God, that guy can do that. And he can do that. Maybe can I do that against this guy? And, and, uh, you know, you know what really did it for me? What really helped me out is, um, uh, I mentioned my, my student guru, Larry Mutanish here with me. Yes, sir. And he came in, younger than me you know he came in 10 years younger than me and with a with a deep wrestling background and and i didn't even start any kind of wrestling until i was 30 which was combat submission wrestling yes i started that under coach sean kitzman and i've had the opportunity to train with eric a few times and great great stuff but so like i remember him trying to teach me a double leg takedown and i'm 30 years old very first time ever seeing any version of a double leg right yeah and 
I still struggle with different versions of it today and, and mechanically I can do it well. I can teach it really well, but you know what? I'm not at a place where I'm going to, I'm going to take a college wrestler. I'm going to shoot in on him and take him down. You know, the, the thing I look at with Larry, Larry really helped me in time understand, say, well, here's some details here. I'm going to help you bring this into the, into your system. Then we figured out like, okay, how do we teach this functionally to yeah. somebody who starts at the age of 40? Cause I'm starting at 30. And the whole, I'm going to shoot in, drive my knee into the ground, come back up. That doesn't work for me because I didn't spend four or five years training three-hour practices Unless, every single day to get it in my body like yeah. that. You know, I spent my my three hours a night as, as youth swinging sticks around instead. Yeah. You know, so I have I have the, the thing that, that the, those things that I'm very good at. And those things I'm not good at, I don't ignore, but I still play with. Yeah. You know, and... and Everybody will bring different things in your group. But again, going back to the arena, I have to remember that my arena is not the wrestling mat. My arena is not the the octagon. My arena is, is right out there. It's that parking lot. My yeah. arena is making sure I can get from the school back to my home alive to see my wife. You know, my arena is making sure I can get from home to my school to the people I care about yeah, exactly. alive. You know, my, my arena is making sure that I'm not only here 10 years from now, but that I'm here 50 years from now. That that life is my arena. Yeah. And if you look at it like life is the life is the opponent. It's about your time, it's about your health, you know, it's about your relationships. If you if you look at it that way, that will change your training because, you know, every every fighter goes into a fight, you know, studying footage of their opponent. Yeah. Right. So, okay, this guy, you know, he, he drops his hand when he fights or, you know, this guy, when he rolls, he has, you know, he's a, a weak escapes from his, from his side. And you get to know that opponent and you, you make your training camp about the opponent you're going to fight. Yes. Make, make your training camp about that opponent. Cause life is that opponent. So, you know, in your mind, you know, my whole, the rest of my life is my training camp. Yes. So I have to say, okay, who, who am I fighting and how am I going to do this here? You know what, man? This has been awesome. I'm looking at the clock because we're going to have to go back in a minute, which I'm is a excited. shame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's a shame that we finish there. this, but the wor the workout's going to be great. But first of all, thanks so much for spending time. It's great to finally meet you because uh, your YouTube stuff, it's just literally just Google Kent Nelson, right? Um, yeah, you can Google Kent Nelson, uh, you know, kentnelson.com or tkentnelson.com. Uh, if you go kskmartialarts.com, those will all take you to our website. Um a little over a year ago, I launched an online learning center, kskmembers.com, and it's it's a very organized method for, uh, you know, like our weapons curriculum, our MTN curriculum. Um, I'd highly recommend it. Hey, trust me, I did my research on you, man. I checked this out. <laughs> I know I know this. I always find out, you know what I mean? Especially when the guys, you know, you got more hair on your chin than I have on my head. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it, it's been an absolute honor. And it's great. We're going to go in there and we're going to, I think we're swinging sticks, beating each other up. But thank you so much hey, for your Thank time. you, Mick. I really appreciate no, it. No, no, that was great, man. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is our Pay Your Headphones production. Wow.